This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. That's 800-443-4996. Still make them super intelligent and so we know intelligence. Yeah. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Monday, February 1st. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you had an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. Hope you are continuing to stay safe as we talk some HBCU football. We're going to take things to Lorman, Mississippi, and say hello to Charles Edmund, who is the play-by-play voice for the Alcorn State Braves in his 30th season. Upcoming, it's going to be, imagine that, 30 seasons as the play-by-play voice for Alcorn State. He's seen a lot. He's seen the good. He's seen the bad. It's been all good for the last several years as Charles Edmund joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast to preview Alcorn State. What's 30 seasons uh, Charles, man, that's absolutely fantastic. How you getting along? Uh, I'm getting along fine. Just trying to stay safe. And yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like 30 years, but uh, it is. And uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Have you seen a run? Like, I mean, obviously you covered and called the games of Steve McNair, but I mean, have you seen a run like this by Alcorn State in your 30 years? We're talking about two consecutive SWAC championships and six consecutive Eastern Division crowns. Absolutely not. I mean, this this is a run that uh, we've never seen before, uh, at least in my in my lifetime. And this is a run that, uh, if you just you know, from a national perspective, you know, winning six straight division titles uh, is something that's that's unheard of. But definitely in HBCU and definitely in SWAC circles, this is something that you know we we've never seen before. And if it ends when it ends, we'll probably we probably won't see it again. Yeah, just a, a nice run. So let's talk about the 2019 season, kind of sum that up. Nine and four, again, the second sw- a straight SWAC championship game uh, victory. Just your thoughts on the way the Braves performed in two. I know it's been, see, it's been a while, but the way the Braves performed in 2019. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was, you know, to start the season out, you know, Noah Johnson goes down early in the season. Then a kid by the name of uh, Felix Harper steps in and in a game against McNeese, and kind of the rest is history. I mean, he he took the conference by storm. You know, won some big games uh, in in the in the conference against Prairie View, and then at the end of the season, Alabama A and M, and then the Southern game in the SWAC championship game, and and uh, darn near won the Celebration Bowl. I mean, it just you know for this Braves program over the last several years it's been one quarterback just stepping into a nice system whether it's John Gibbs or Lenoris Footman or 
Noah Johnson, or in this case, Felix Harper. I mean, the system doesn't change. The pieces change. And uh, it was Felix Harper's opportunity, and he took advantage of it, and our defense did the rest. Um, our special team was good at, at times, especially in the championship game where we had a big 86-yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown against Southern University. So all three phases contributed. All three phases did well, and, and the story obviously was Felix Harper and what he was able to do. No one expected that, but for him to do what he did when he did it, I think was something special. It's interesting. Let's start when we're, when we're looking at the preview. Let's start with Felix Harper. Uh, of course, he uh, was the the quarterback, box to row, All-America team. going to be on the preseason All-America team or is on the preseason All-America team um, as well. It, it, see, you know, you mentioned some quarterbacks, John Gibbs, Lenore's Footman. But something different about Harper, I mean, those guys could throw the ball, no question about it. But this guy, I mean, he's got that seven-step drop. He fires the ball down the field. Talk about him and how he's different from those other quarterbacks that you mentioned. Well, I think what Felix Harper does, he, he runs the play to completion. You know, Noah Johnson, as good of an arm as he had, and he has the longest run in school history of 91 yards, you know, sometimes he might bail out on a play just just to be able to make it happen. But Felix Harper checks his progressions, goes through all the progressions, and he hits his targets. He goes with the football where he's supposed to. He hangs in the pocket. Yes, he can take off. Yes, he's elusive. But he, he's more the kind of quarterback that's just going to hang in there and hit his targets. And last season, he had some tight windows to throw into, but he, he, he found it. He did it. And that's I think that's the difference. If you look at it, Noah Johnson compared to Felix Harper, Noah Johnson did well. So let's not let's not make any mistake about that. But Felix Harper ran the play, ran as as a coach said, ran the pattern, ran the play, and found the receivers when he was supposed to find them. And he he hung in there. And I thought that was the difference in extending plays, picking up first downs, and uh, you know he had a big, you know his 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 growing curve was 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 steep because. He was able to learn under Elliott Radden's system, and he was able to do a nice job in, in finding all the targets that he needed to find when he needed to find them. And I thought that was the difference. You know, he's going to have some help in the backfield uh, with Nico Duffy coming back, who had a really good season last year. Talk about uh, Nico. I mean, this is a young man that had almost 900 or uh, in excess of 800 yards, almost 840 yards uh, rushing on last year, 5.2 yards per carry. Yeah, Nico Duffy's another one of those those little scat backs. You know, uh, he had 838 yards, six touchdowns. Um, he's just another another running back in, in the list of backs. We talked about the list of quarterbacks. You talk about Nico Duffy. You talk about Anthony A. Trey Williams. You talk about Arnold Walker. You talk about P.J. Simmons. I mean, again, the system stays the same. The pieces are different. And Nico Duffy's another one of those elusive guys that can that can that can break one at any point in time and and that's you know what's amazing about what we're doing is when Fred McNair took over the job he said that very little if any was going to change you know we've changed coordinators and and he said regardless of who the coordinator is going to be the system is basically going to stay the same and when Ryan Stanchek left to go to USM when Jay Hobson left and you had Elliot Ratton take over and when Fred McNair took over, he said everything's going to stay the same offensively. Maybe a little bit of tweak here or there, but for the most part, it's been the same. And Nico Duffy is just you know, in a line of those backs that just continues to, to be productive. And 
that's been the key to the Braves' success offensively. When you're able to run the football, you're able to stack the box, and as a quarterback, you're able to go anywhere you want with the football because they have to respect the run. So Nico Duffy's going to be that guy. He averaged 5.2 yards per carry last year. He had six touchdowns last year. He was banged up a little bit, but he'll, he'll be ready to go. Charles Edmond, again, the play-by-play voice for Alcorn State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we talk about the Braves. The offensive line should continue to be solid. But, I mean, when you lose, you know, if, if, when you lose, if you're Felix Harper and you lose your top three receivers, how, how, how big is that uh, for him? Uh, and then, ultimately, who, who steps up in, uh, in that role or in those roles? Well, who's going to step up is uh, LaCharles Pringle. Here's here's a guy that, again, in big moments, he's made big catches, including the SWAC championship game. LaCharles Pringle with uh, 14 touchdowns last season. I mean, here's a guy with a lot of speed, and he's going to be the go-to guy. And, again, if you can run the football, you crowd the box, and then you can get what you want down the field. So LaCharles Pringle is definitely going to be you know, one of the guys – uh, in, in in that receiver slot, that's going to make it happen. And you got guys like Nico Duffy can come out of the backfield and, and, and make catches. And you got um, Akeem McNair that can step up and make some things happen. So there there are plenty of weaponry around this Braves team. You know, with with recruiting and the success of this program, there's a lot of weapons. There's only one football. It's just a matter of who's going to get it. And for Charles Pringle, he's going to be the go-to guy, and I think he'll handle that that role well. Defense, it's interesting because defense is, I mean, the defense has really been very, very good for all corn. As great as the offenses have been, the defenses have been really, really good. Uh, you know, you lose a guy like a Solomon Muhammad, the, you know, all American linebacker, but Quinterio Cole in the secondary returns. What are, talk about the defense and some of those names that uh, you think are going to step up for this 2021 spring season. Well, Solomon Muhammad is definitely a, a guy that we're going to miss. Um, he was just, he, he wreaked havoc. I mean, he caused a fumble in the championship game. He's all over the football. We're going to miss him, you know, for sure. But you have guys like Juwan Taylor. You've got Cole uh, between the two of those. Um, they had, you know, Cole had five interceptions last year. Juwan Taylor had two interceptions. That's seven interceptions right there. And you're talking about a Cedric Thornton, you know, led deep coach defense that that really gets after you, going to get pressure. And if they do that, then that just opens up the secondary. Of course, in the middle, we're gonna we're gonna miss Solomon Muhammad in the middle, and that that's gonna be something we'll have to work through to try to replace. I mean, you don't replace a guy with that special talent, but I think on the back end we're gonna be good. And up front, we were really young last year. It's a matter of getting the reps, and and that's gonna be you know the big issue. You know, going into this spring season, trying to get as many reps as you can before camp, before we open up against Alabama A&M, a tough challenge in the Keel Glass to open up the season. So I think the back end will be fine. I think the key for this Braves defense is going to be up front. Yeah, who are some of the names? I mean, we, we you know, we mentioned some of the names, but what about some of the names maybe that people don't know per se that you think are going to have uh, big seasons? Um, I think Chris Monroe is going to be really good up up front for us. Um, I think Holbert's going to be really good up front for us. Uh, Jerome Jackson's going to be good up front. I think mean, those are just some some of the some of the guys up front that I think that will make a big impact, uh, and especially with with the offenses that we're facing you know, this year. Open up with the Keel Glass. 
You don't know what's going to happen with Jackson State and, and, and that offense with, with the weapons that they have, especially on the recruiting front with Deion Sanders. But I, I think you're going to, you know, I think we're, we're going to be fine there. I think we've got enough experience because as youngsters last year, those guys played enough reps. We were kind of thin up front last year, believe it or not. And But I think this year we'll, we'll be more stocked with some of the recruits that we brought in. I think we'll be fine in that area. But those three will definitely be the ones that are going to try to get it done up front and get pressure on the quarterback. And then lastly, Charles, and we appreciate the time. You've been around the SWAC a long time. You've seen Alabama A&M come into the SWAC. You've seen Alabama State come into the SWAC, obviously some years ago. Your thoughts on Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman joining the SWAC to begin the 21 or the 2021 fall football season? Well, I think it's going to be exciting. I mean, I know Willie Simmons personally. You know, he was the offensive – you know, he cut his teeth in HBCU football at Alcorn. He was the first hire that Jay Hobson brought in as his offensive coordinator. So he, he, he built the off this offense that we're running right now is Willie Simmons' offense. It's still it's still the same. It, the pieces are different, but Willie Simmons built this offense and we're still running it today. Um he, he had a chance to be successful at Prairie View. I think he was a year away, but he did well enough to where he went back home to Florida A and M. And now Florida A and M's in the league. Uh, I, I think they're gonna once Alcorn leaves the east and goes to the west. I think Florida A&M is going to be successful in the East. I, I, I've said this on other shows that I think they're going to they're going to be dominant in the East because I think Willie Simmons knows the swag. I think he follows the swag, even though he's a MEAC coach. I think he keeps up what's going on there. And if you look at the East right now, I mean Alabama A&M is is, is solid, but this is a Keel Glass's last go round. Uh, you don't know what Jackson State's going to have. You know, Alabama State's still trying to build. Valley's still trying to build. I think Florida A&M is built for the East, and I think by them coming into the conference, I think they'll do just fine in the East. And Willie Simmons knows the swag more than any anybody else because he was at all corners OC. Some things have changed, but not much. So I think he I think he knows what it takes to win in the swag because he was here. Charles Edmond, the play-by-play voice for Alcorn State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast talking some Alcorn State football as the Braves open up the season on the road February 27th at Alabama A&M. As as Charles mentioned, I mean, that's going to be a barn burner, big-time football game, perhaps the game of the year, not only in the SWAC, but in HBCU football. Charles, appreciate the time, man, and we'll talk with you throughout the course of the season. Appreciate it, Donald. You're doing a good job. Find the Box to Row YouTube page for conversations with stars like Amari Hardware, Landry, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Over the years.